Hi, Patrick Madrid here. Thanks for listening. Check out Charity Mobile and prayerfully consider making them your wireless carrier. Mention offer code Patrick and get a free phone. Go to CharityMobile.com. I don't think you necessarily know that this is happening, or maybe just in the last 24 or 48 hours, perhaps you've become aware of it if you're active on social media. But there's a thing going on right now, informally at least, it's called Operation Lone Star. And the great state of Texas is facing a dire situation and has been for quite a long time. And it's not the only state. There's an all-out invasion. This phenomenon, known informally at least, is Operation Lone Star. What's happening is the federal government under President Joe Biden has tied or is trying to tie Governor Abbott's hands. He's the governor of the great state of Texas by undoing his efforts using the National Guard, which the governor, of course, legally has the oversight over. He's got the responsibility for. He's, you might say, the commander-in-chief, if that's the right terminology, for the National Guard for his state. He wants them to guard the border to stop these hundreds of thousands and now into the millions over time of people coming in from all over the world, China, Africa, the Middle East, Now, the all over the world part to me is irrelevant, except for the fact that you have people who are, and this is a a common trope nowadays, you'll hear this phrase used a lot, so I'll just use it, young men of military age. Doing what? Where are they going? What are they here for? We saw a video just in the last mm, three, four days about a a tall English-speaking Middle Eastern guy who was asked by somebody at the border as all of these people were coming over, you know, who are you? Where are you from? And he says, and and this is a close paraphrase, oh, you'll find out soon who I am. You'll know soon enough who I am. You're going to find out who I am. Turns out that guy, according to uh, follow-up reports that I saw on social media, he did time in prison for terrorism in the Middle East. That particular guy. And he's now in the United States and he's boasting in very good English, by the way, you're going to find out very soon who I am. So back to Governor Abbott, he's the governor of Texas. He says, well, then, since the federal government and the Border Patrol is not willing to do what's necessary to protect us, the American citizens, we're going to do it ourselves. So he calls up the National Guard. And what happens? The Biden administration, they jump in. And they give orders to, for example, cut all the razor wire that had been erected on the border or sections of the border by the Texas National Guard. So the federal government swoops in and says, nope, nope, not going to do that. Let me read to you the decree that came from Governor Abbott on the 24th of January. So here's what he said. The federal government has broken the compact between the United States and the states. The executive branch of the United States has a constitutional duty to enforce federal laws protecting states, including immigration laws, on the books right now. President Biden has refused to enforce those laws and has even violated them. The result is that he has smashed records for illegal immigration. Despite having been put on notice in a series of letters, one of which I delivered to him by hand, President Biden has ignored Texas's demand that he perform his constitutional duties. And then there are three bullet points here. He has violated his oath to faithfully execute immigration laws enacted by Congress. 
Instead of prosecuting immigrants for the federal crime of illegal entry, President Biden has sent his lawyers into federal courts to sue Texas for taking action to secure the border. President Biden has instructed his agencies to ignore federal statutes that mandate the detention of illegal immigrants. The effect is to illegally allow their en masse parole into the United States. By wasting taxpayer dollars to tear open Texas's border security infrastructure, President Biden has enticed illegal immigrants away from the 28 legal entry points along the state's southern border, bridges where nobody drowns, and into the dangerous waters of the Rio Grande. Under President Biden's lawless border policies, more than 6 million illegal immigrants have crossed our southern border in just three years. Let me give you that figure again. Six million illegal immigrants have crossed into our southern border in just three years. That is more than the population of 33 different states in this country. This illegal refusal to protect the states has inflicted unprecedented harm on the people all across the United States. James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, and other visionaries who wrote the U.S. Constitution foresaw that states should not be left to the mercy of a lawless president who does nothing to stop external threats like cartels, smuggling millions of illegals and immigrants across the border. That is why the framers, a.k.a. of the Constitution, included both Article 4, subsection 4, which promises that the federal government, quote, shall protect each state against invasion, and Article 1, subsection 10, clause 3, which acknowledges, quote, the state's sovereign interest in protecting their borders. And it also gives a reference to a Supreme Court case, Arizona versus the United States. The failure, he says, this is Governor Abbott speaking, the failure of the Biden administration to fulfill the duties imposed by Article 4, subsection 4, has triggered Article 1, subsection 10, clause 3, which reserves to this state the right of self-defense. For these reasons, I have already declared an invasion under Article 1, subsection 10, clause 3, to invoke Texas's constitutional authority to defend and protect itself. That authority is the supreme law of the land and supersedes any federal statutes to the contrary. The Texas National Guard, the Texas Department of Public Safety, and other Texas personnel are acting on that authority, as well as state law, to secure the Texas border. Governor Abbott and the other governors who are rallying to the cause of Texas, we'll talk about them in a minute, They're invoking the Constitution of the United States, which specifically provides for what the state of Texas intends to do, which is, number one, to stop the flow of the illegal immigrants coming willy-nilly into its state. But there's a secondary issue here, and that is there could be a confrontation between the Texas National Guard and the U.S. Army or the U.S. Marine Corps or the whole combined might, God forbid, of the federal government. We've been down this road before. Maybe you remember a certain guy named Abraham Lincoln, and he got elected. And when he was elected, the southern states said, no, we're, we're not going to do that. I don't know what your personal views are on the, the Civil War you know, in 1861 to 65, it was about slavery, certainly. It was about states' rights. I am not 
sympathetic to the South in terms of the first Civil War. I'm sympathetic to the North, the Federalists, the Yankees, completely sympathetic to them. But this is like 2.0 now where you've got the, the very likely possibility, and I say God forbid because I hope and pray that it doesn't happen. I hope that there is a way to diffuse this crisis that's building right now, right under our very noses, in which there could be, again, God forbid, an armed confrontation between Texas National Guard and federal troops. How would that work? Because what's happening right now is Governor Abbott is undoing what the federal government had been undoing in terms of trying to secure the border. Now, there are some other aspects of this. One of them is that there are other states now have publicly spoken out on this issue and said they are siding with the state of Texas. Arkansas, Florida, Iowa, Idaho, according to this accounting, and, and it, it fluctuates. So I've seen different uh, states listed, but certainly I, see, I keep seeing these states listed. Arkansas, Florida, Iowa, Idaho, Nebraska, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. These states, it's being reported, are deploying personnel to Texas. They're sending troops. Do you get what I'm saying? Cyrus, do you under They're sending military in the terms of the National Guard. They're getting them mobilized to deploy to Texas on the border. So this is an, un I can't say it's unprecedented because it has happened before. God forbid it should go down that same road, but it looks like it's at the fork in the road where that road could be the one that's taken. We really want the road less traveled because it leads to civil war. We don't want that road because it leads to civil war. A very appropriate song, if you ask me, Cyrus. 888-914-9149. Let's go to Alex in Austin. Good morning, Alex. What do you think about all this insanity going on with Texas and what's leading up to Texas doing what it's doing? I agree that there should be a wall put up to stop the flow and influx of immigrants who are unvetted. I was born in Mexico, and I, my mother brought me here uh, when I was about two or three years old. I am now mm -hmm. a United States citizen. I have been since I, since I was about six years old, and I work for a company where we hire laborers uh, that are immigrants. And so I see it firsthand. I've lived it firsthand. Alex, I have a question for you. When you see the the migrant workers being hired for typically day jobs and things, are they predominantly Hispanic, whether from Mexico or El Salvador or wherever they're from? Or are you seeing uh, groups of Chinese men, Arab men, Iranians, Russians, Africans? I mean, yeah. what, what kind of variety are you seeing in the groups of men that are standing there waiting to get hired for the day? For sure. Uh, Mexican, Salvadorian, Colombian. How many Chinese? Real, how many Africans? No, how many you Russians? You don't see no, that? you don't see that. No. Isn't it interesting, yeah, though, that there's a, a significant number of young men who are coming in over the borders from those places. We know that. We have video. It's seen on a regular, ba daily basis. Not from Latin America, but from the countries and other areas that I just alluded to. Where do you see them typically in society? I mean, do you see 
a lot of them in jobs? I know I've asked the question before, but there's a reason, and that is, I think, the real question we should be asking, especially if they're coming from parts of the world, like Iran, you know, they call us the great Satan, etc. Arabs and others who may or may not be affiliated with groups like Hamas. I mean, it could be that they intend to do harm, and we need to know ahead of time, lest they be successful. That, to me, is a really big part of this issue, because I, I have no problem with the guys who want to feed their families, they're just here to get work, and they're fleeing the cartel violence. I mean, I, I can't imagine being in a situation like that myself. But a lot of these people aren't coming here for that reason, and we don't know why they're coming here, but I have a few guesses as to why they're coming here. Right. Is that being yeah, discussed on the street where you are? No, absolutely not. But that's an obvious security threat that when you have a sovereign country, you should regulate the borders and regulate who's coming in and who's coming out because there's nothing stopping a terrorist from another country to pay $8,000 to a cartel group to get them across the border mm -hmm. easily where they need to be. There's nothing stopping them. So it's advantageous yeah. for the sovereignty of Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California to put up a border to stop these people and to vet the ones that come through. And I think the solutions yeah. are, one, a wall, two, benefits only going to United States citizens, and three, making it easier to vet the people that are coming through. You can't do that if you don't start with the wall. And then you stop those things, and the cartel members are telling them, no, it's going to be twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 because it's so hard to get you across. It wouldn't be expensive for you know, an Iranian military like the Quds Force to send 300 men, you know, for less than $100,000 across the border through a cartel who's going to be well-armed, well-equipped, not scared to kill. Yeah, not only not scared to do it, but ordered to do it and here to do it. That that would be a goal. And, of course, this is not pie in the sky. This is exactly the kind of things that the, the Ayatollahs in Iran have boasted about. We have, you know, they've said we have sleeper cells in your country. We have people already there. We have plans to deal with you. And I think they're speaking the truth. So I, I, you're, you're right, I agree, Alex. But I don't, I don't think there's, they do it for any kind of uh, terroristic motives. Of course, that's looming. But I think it's more of a, a profit thing. They're just going to make a lot of money off guns and a lot of money off drugs. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I don't think that is the it's certainly not the only reason. You're a very thoughtful guy, Alex. I appreciate your comments. Thank you for that. So just to build on what Alex was saying, there are many different aspects of this problem, if you ask me, what Alex identified certainly as one of them. But things are changing. The diversity of people coming into this country is changing. And we know, because we can see it, there are people coming in from parts of the world where we know that there is already a decided uh, enmity toward the United States of America. Remember October 7th and what Hamas did to the 1,200 innocent people who were slaughtered in, uh, in just out over the border with Gaza. We know what happened there. And the Hamas leaders have said, we'll do this over and over and over and over and over again as long as it takes so we can get rid of Israel. And they've also very much been on record saying that they will do that to anybody who's a friend of Israel, the United States tends to be a friend of Israel. So, I mean, you don't have to do complicated math to work out what scenarios could happen. And we pray that they don't. This entire episode of The Patrick Madrid Show is on the Relevant Radio app. 
The Relevant Radio app is completely free and updated daily with fresh articles, podcasts, and prayers. Don't delay. Download the app today. And thanks for listening.